Welcome to the Upward Momentum Podcast. I am joined with Jessica Riyad Wallace. I totally butchered that, didn't I? Jessica Riyad Wallace (laughs) today. And uh, we are starting a new series here called Talent Talks. Uh, Jessica is a HR manager with a local software company here in uh, located in Alberta. Uh, Jessica, thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. I'm super excited to be here. So Jessica, the whole inspiration for this thing is was started with you, actually. Um, you've been posting these these talent alerts on LinkedIn, and I couldn't help but reach out to you because I, I thought, here's an opportunity to do something different. There's naturally a lot of people around the world out of work. Um, it seems like almost every day there's a new headline of, of more people being laid off from many companies, all the way from big companies like Disney down to your smaller mom and pop shop. So what, uh, just curious, what inspired you to start with these talent talks, or I guess with the the talent talks, the the talent alerts. Yeah, um, actually the talent alerts originally, back in the day, we had a a student program in place and we had some students who were going, you know, back to school or were soon to graduate and we wanted to promote them. So I had originally started them with that. It was just a small bucket of students that were interested in being profiled. Mm -hmm. Um, Then in the new year, unfortunately, I watched over 200 of my former colleagues get laid off, which was really wow. difficult to see. And, you know, I'd been with my former employer for 11 years. And after 11 years in talent acquisition, mostly, you know, you, you hired most of these people. My signature was on a lot of these offer letters. So I knew them really well. And I'd worked quite closely with many of them. And I, I also happened to know that a lot of these people had been with the organization for many years and had not necessarily, you know, invested in having a bit of a network as far as LinkedIn goes or mm-hmm. understanding how to leverage social media to help find opportunities. So I reached out to one in particular, his name is Jeff Schatz, and he's an awesome, awesome guy. I worked with him for a very long time and asked him, you know, would you like me to, to profile you? I'm happy to put it out there. And he was like, I'd love that. So did that with, with Jeff and it, it went nuts. That, that single posting got hit so many times. It was wild. So then, you know, a few other people reached out to me and it started to snowball a bit. And I think, I think the moment that really made me realize that this was something worthwhile was when someone else reached out to me who was a complete stranger and said, Hey, I want to do it. Are you okay with that? And that was the moment where I was like, yeah, no, I'm, I, that's what I want. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So, um, really just helping people get their face out there, build their network, build their, you know, I don't want to say their brand because that's something they need to do on their own, but just get their face out there and make them a human being who's actively looking and who has folks, you know, behind them and cheering them on. For sure. And, um, and what kind of success have you, you seen from this, if any? I don't know about success. Like, (laughs) I guess support though. I mean, naturally, because people must be landing some jobs and it must be helping them oh. in a way. Yeah, definitely. There's, there's a couple of folks that have definitely um, landed jobs. One, uh, one in particular that comes to mind where quite literally somebody who knew her saw the talent alert and, you know, hadn't worked with her for probably a decade. They mm-hmm. saw her talent alert and reached out to her directly and said, do you want to talk about an opportunity? And, 
pretty much had a quick conversation and got offered a job on the spot. So wow. yeah, that was a real, that was a real win. And, and there's a number of other folks that have, you know, been, you know, gotten those informational coffees, you know, or interviews from it, uh, which is so great to see. I think the best thing that comes out of these these moments is anyone who's been laid off and gosh, if you work in Alberta, you've probably been laid off. Mm-hmm. Um, anyone who's been laid off knows how hard it is and, and knows how lonely it can feel and how you really, you question your abilities. And these talent alerts, just going out and, you know, the, the subjects in the talent alert, seeing the comments that come through, seeing how many times it's shared or how many times it's viewed or liked or whatever it is, that really helps boost someone's confidence. And, you know, if you need anything during a job search, it's confidence. Absolutely. So um, interesting you say how this, I want to go back to the story about that, that individual who, uh, who's able to get in to, to actually get a job. Yeah. So it, it almost sounds as if they, there's a bit of this hidden job market that a lot of people may not be aware of. And there are jobs out there that maybe not always applying is necessarily the right thing to do. Would you say that is? Oh yeah, I would agree with that. And in, in a lot of places, it's who you know. And, and, you know, you still may need to apply and you still may need mm-hmm. to go through the interview in that process. But a lot of it is certainly who you know and, you know, getting your name to the top of that list, right? So I mm-hmm. think that, um, you know, until someone sees your face, until someone vouches for you, you're really just another resume. And no matter how compelling your cover letter is or your resume it really is in competition with hundreds of other ones. And you bring up an interesting point there that I want to touch on for a second is uh, because naturally you've done a lot of hiring throughout your career and and we both have. Um, When you talk cover letter, let's let's dive into that one for a second. What is your thoughts on cover letters? I love them. I think cover letters are really important. I think that, you know, listen, I I think that any recruiter worth their salt can sniff out a templated cover letter. Right. <laughs> so I do think that if you're going to, if you're actually going to apply with a cover letter, you may as well make it personalized and, and customize it for the role because otherwise you're wasting your time. Um, I do think cover letters can address a number of things. So especially now you see a lot of people who have been unemployed for a period of time and you know those breaks in employment are something that that hiring managers are going to question so if you can address that in your cover letter and you can say yeah you know as a result of covid unfortunately i was laid off in that time i have taken the opportunity to upskill through xyz programs which has prompted my interest in you know whatever field you're applying to, you're kind of addressing that break. You can also connect the dots to the organization. So how your values align to that organization, you know, and and do your research, right? If the organizational Mm -hmm. values are things like caring, trustworthiness, um, and safety, well, do those align with you personally and how do they align? Excellent. Those are some really great tips. Now, what about, uh, I know, Prior to to us starting this episode, we we talked a little bit about um, making a shift in your career and and really going along with your passions. You know, we see a lot of people in in different fields. I mean, especially here, oil and gas has been something for many many years that was very big. But we're starting to see a shift around that. What are what would you say are some advice or your thoughts around people who who were 
in a, in a past career in that, what, what's, what, what could they consider to going forward to help them maybe uh, find a, a role, a new role for them? Yeah. Career shifts, you know, it, it's funny because many people shift careers, you know, and, and during their working years and it's not uncommon. And those transferable skills, a lot of people, a lot of people don't necessarily give themselves credit for the amount of transferable skills that they have in their back pocket. You know, if, if you're an engineer, that doesn't mean, you know, then you have those analytical skills. You have obviously strong, you know, mathematical skills, things like that. And so, so those are all transferable skills that you can apply to your next opportunity. I happen to know someone, she's, she's one of my favorite people that I've worked with. She is a geophysicist by education and she spent several years working as a geophysicist and then she seamlessly transitioned into continuous improvement hmm. and then transitioned into data science and you know so so really so then moved into the data science and the machine learning world and you know there, there are absolutely transferable skills between those areas so you know and matt we talked about this earlier before you flipped on the record switch yeah. um you know people people will often ask the question you know okay, what do I want to do? What do I really want to do? And, mm -hmm. you know, sometimes I like to, you know, you can answer that question and that's all good. But sometimes I like to flip that question around and say, how do you want to show up? You know, what do you want to be known for? How do you want to show up? Because things that you're, you may be really good at some things, but they may not be interesting to you. So what, what things do you want to be known for? What areas are you interested in? And then figure out the links between the two. And it can sometimes be hard, but if you even ask a friend to sit down and, and dissect what you're good at or, or what your experience is and try to draw those parallels towards your dream job, it, there's always parallels. Absolutely. And with these, uh, uh, these talent alerts, if somebody was interested in doing it themselves or, or do you think it's best if somebody does it for them? What are, what sort of your thoughts and in, in terms of your experience with it? Um, for me personally, I, so I will only do one for someone I've actually worked with. Um, there's one person I've done it for that I haven't actually worked with, but we've, we've worked together on a number of initiatives. Um, so, so I would only, do it for someone who I can actually stand behind and say, yes, I've worked with this person. I can speak to their abilities and skills. I like the idea of other people doing it for someone because that's already kind of a mini recommendation. And then it goes from there. I think that, I mean, gosh, wouldn't it be amazing if everyone started doing them for people in their network who, who just needed that hand, right? And mm -hmm. that, that little boost. Um, I think it'd be fantastic if folks could, could start helping each other out. And I mean, if you're unemployed and if a former colleague is unemployed, do them for each other, you know, why not? And just start that ball rolling. And I know there's, there's a bit of this movement going around LinkedIn where people are posting, Hey, if we've worked together and I have a connection or I can, you know, say something great about you and write a recommendation, let me know and I'll do it. And, and that's amazing that people are putting themselves out there. But I think on the flip side too, there's also opportunity to offer it up. Um, so that's, that's another thing to keep in mind is if you know someone in your network is struggling or is, is looking for work, nothing wrong with tapping them on the shoulder and saying, hey, is there anything I can do to help? You know, 
I heard about this talent alert thing. I'd love to do one for you. Or can I write a recommendation for you? You know, mm -hmm. there's, there's always something really sweet and kind about just offering that support versus having people who are already feeling pretty low, you know, ask for it. A lot of people don't want to be a burden. For sure. And, um, and how about your format? Like what, what tool have you been using and, and what <laughs> suggestions do you have for somebody who might be looking to create one of these? I just use Canva. <laughs> Canva. Yeah. Great yeah. program. Yeah. It's, it's fantastic. Uh, you can get a free account or a paid account. I've heard the paid account is really great. I don't have it yet. I just use the free account. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I just use Canva to do them and get, uh, get the person to answer a few questions for me and send me a photo and a quote. And then I build it for them and send it to them and make sure that they approve it. And then I post it. And what, what type of questions do you typically look to ask somebody? Yeah. Uh, I like, I like to ask that question, you know, how do you want to show up? I mm. think that's a really valuable question. I think the first time someone asked me that question, it, it, it was a really great reflection opportunity. So I, I really like that question. Um, and then what are you looking to do? Because it doesn't necessarily mean, you know, they, they may be an engineer, but maybe they're not interested in, in working in, in engineering anymore. So just a couple questions like that and have them provide me with a personal quote about kind of a quote that would properly represent themselves to a future employer or future colleagues. Mm hmm. Excellent. And would you, how do you find just with that, that little quote in mind, do you find that that's something valuable that should maybe be included on a resume as well? Or. Yeah, I think it depends on, I mean, it really depends on the resume, right? Cause different resumes require different things, right? Like right. my resume, for example, um, you know, when you're in HR, it's all about relationships and, mm -hmm. you know, delivering results. So I have a bit of a, personal or professional philosophy on my resume. Absolutely. I also have some recommendations that people have written uh, for me in quotes at the bottom. Uh, they're recommendations that were written on LinkedIn. So of course, any, any uh, hiring manager could go and vet that and make sure that it, it's real. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I have those in there and it just speaks to, you know, relationship building or leadership skills or whatever it is. Whereas, you know, there's some resumes, if, if you're a PhD, a lot of the time you're going to include, you know, some of your, your work in your resume and, and you know, you're going to reference that in your resume. So I think it really depends on the resume and, and who the person is. At the end of the day, though, what it does come down to is, you know, this is someone, whoever, whoever ends up getting hired is someone who other people are going to have to work with it's a human being and you're going to have to have real connections with them and you know there's nothing wrong with sharing a little bit of who you are obviously don't go too far down the personal route <laughs> yeah but you know like i i have on my resume under my interests or like about me section i have that i love football and that i love i'm a foodie but i love a good burger and <laughs> things like that so just to give a little bit of snapshot of who I am too, as a human being. Awesome. And, and do you, do you have any, if you could give anybody some, some tips in terms of resume or recruitment stuff for somebody who's currently um, looking for work, what would, uh, what would some of those tips be? Maybe one or two or. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. I think that uh, one of the, one of the biggest 
things that I would say is if you're looking for work and if you haven't really given consideration to your own brand, I think it's super important to do that now more than ever, especially in this world that we're living in that's very much a remote world. And most of our connection with others is going to be by way of, you know, social media or these Zoom types of conversations or interviews. You know, so, so your LinkedIn profile carries more weight than it ever has um, because people will look you up. Recruiters are going to look you up on LinkedIn. So mm -hmm. making sure that, you know, what's on your LinkedIn profile is a proper representation of how you want to, you know, how you want to show up, what your brand is, and it's authentic and real. It's not, you know, you go through these LinkedIn profiles and it's just the same after the same after the same. And get yours to stand out a little bit. Make sure you have an appropriate headshot, um, you know, and, and make use of all of the amazing things that LinkedIn offers. Uh, so I would certainly recommend making sure that you have, uh, you've got your, your brand at least up on LinkedIn at the very least, depending on, depending on what field you're in. You know, maybe Instagram is relevant too. Maybe Facebook is relevant too. I've, and maybe I'm old school because I'm in my 40s, but I've always kind of thought, okay, the, the Instagram and the Facebook and all of that, that's that's very much so the personal side. And then my professional side is LinkedIn. So I, you know, I I certainly have everything directed to my LinkedIn profile. Excellent. Well, those are some really great tips. And just want to thank you uh, for your time today and, and all your great advice there. That is, that's fantastic. And for helping me kick off this new series. So Talent Talks, um, stay tuned. We're going to be starting a new series with people who are unemployed, uh, who are looking for work. And this is a chance for you to get to know some people. Jessica, did you want to share some contact information if somebody wanted to reach you? Um, you know what? You can find me on LinkedIn. Find God, knows on LinkedIn. I, God knows I'm on there. So okay. feel free to follow me on LinkedIn. <laughs> so you can find uh, uh, Jessica on LinkedIn. Yeah. And if you're interested in having a look at any of the talent alerts, um, it's just hashtag talent alert, all one word. And yeah, I'm really excited to follow the talent talk hashtag now. Awesome. Well, thank you, Jessica. And we will be using the talent talk hashtag. And if you're interested um, in learning more, uh, you can find Upward Momentum on Twitter at Upward Momentum One. So Upward Momentum with the number one, all one word. Or you can reach us by email at info at upwardmomentum.ca. Thanks again, Jessica. And uh, stay tuned for the next episode where Thanks, we begin Matt. our interviews.